So friends, this, this Sunday, today, we are not going to be continuing our Peck of Salt journey, especially for Car and Todd. No, I'm joking, not for Car and Todd, but um, I just felt God stir during the course of the week, my, uh, my friends, the, the subject that I'm going to be sharing on, and I'm as much as I'm sharing this with you, I, I want you to be aware that I am very much in a similar wrestle and a journey right now as we speak. And so I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to you. What I'm going to share this morning, friends, and I've titled it, Hear the Voice Above the Wave. Hear the Voice Above the Wave. Because as I've had opportunity, thanks Errol, as I've had opportunity to speak to various folk um, during the course of the last couple of weeks, even this morning, I've realized that a lot of people, and myself included friends, are on this journey, and that's very much what I, what was resonating this morning. We're on this journey where we are looking to hear God for things. We're in a storm, as it were. And life throws many storms, if I listen to what people have got to say. Storms can be financial, friends. And I'm sure many feel that storm. Storms can be relational. Storms can be issues around health. Storms can be issues around emotions. You're feeling fearful. You're feeling anxious. You're wrestling with emotions. Storms can be around your business, your job, or your career. For many, what I'm beginning to realize and understand is storms are around decisions. What decision should I make? The worst place, friends, you would have heard it say, is to be in that place of the valley of indecision. And many folk are wrestling with decisions. People are wrestling about their future. People are saying, should I stay or should I go? Wrestling about location. People are wrestling about their kids and their kids' future. And I'm sure if I had to throw it open and I'd ask you, what is it that you are finding yourself in a storm about this morning, you could add to that list. And so this morning, it's going to be a bit of a different preach. It's going to be a simple preach. But I hope it's going to be an applicable preach this morning, friends, that you hear God speak to you. You see, as I alluded to, for me at the moment, and I always prefer to try and speak from a place of vulnerability, is I'm finding myself in a storm. It's a, it's a storm about a decision that I need to make. A decision that pertains to our business. Should we diversify into something that I don't know nothing about? It's a rather big decision to make from a financial point of view. And as I've found myself, friends, wrestling with this, i found myself wrestling with what is God saying? Versus what a whole lot of other noise is saying. What is God saying I should do? And when I speak to certain people, 
it's almost crystal clear what I feel God's saying. And then when I speak to other people, it's like the volume gets turned up on a different voice and a different noise. And so I found myself wrestling around this decision, friends. What I've realized is that storms in life are inevitable. When Jesus was speaking about building on the solid foundation, the rock, he was talking about the wind, he was talking about the waves, and when you go and read in Matthew 7, it's, he, he, he uses these words, he says, when the storms come, when the wind will blow, when the waves will blow, not if, but when, friends. And so if I read into what Jesus is saying, well, the fact is, is that we face storms and it's going to include every single one of us at some point in your life. You may find yourself in a storm now at the moment, and this might speak to you this morning, but you might not find yourself in a storm at this very point in time. From God's word, can I tell you, a storm is coming. A storm is coming. A storm is coming, friends. And I don't want to speak negative, and I don't want to be a doomsday prophet, but I want to tell you, storms come for a reason. And it's in the storm, friends, that we begin to discover certain things. Storms are inevitable. But when they come, please understand, you have not lost your faith. You are not being punished. You are not being judged. When storms come, friends, they come to build. They cause us to question what we really believe. What we need to remember, friends, is that as Christians, what we do in the storm is critical to how we will exit that storm. And so I would love for us to pray, and then I'd love for us to look at a passage in Luke 8, where Jesus and the disciples found themselves in a storm. There's a couple of things I'd love to pull out of that, a couple of things I'd love to encourage us in, and then there's two Psalms that I'd love to read over us as we conclude this this morning. And so, Father, I thank you for your ways. I thank you for your word. I pray this morning, would you come and speak to us? Would you come and be that still, small voice? That we would hear your voice clearly this morning. And that we would apply both faith and obedience to that. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that ultimately you are the teacher. Thank you that you take what is given to you and you multiply and you feed. Amen. Amen. So turn with me, friends, if you don't mind, to the book of Luke. As I said, we're going to be reading about the storm that Jesus and the disciples found themselves in, in Luke 8, verse 22.
It says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and they started out. As they sailed across, Jesus, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him shouting, Master, Master, we are going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man, they asked each other, when he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. Something of a context here, friends, was Jesus had been ministering. He had been healing. He had been providing. He had been touching people's lives. He had been spending himself, and now he was going on a journey. And he got in the boat. The disciples got in the boat. And as we read, Jesus fell asleep, and the storm came in. Three things, friends, that I would love to pull out of this story that I feel is important for us to build on. The first one is very simple. And as I was preparing this, I felt that there were people that needed to be reminded of this this morning. It says, Jesus got in the boat. You need to hear that this morning, that Jesus is in your boat. Friends, as a Christian, as someone who is a person of faith, as someone who has put your trust in Jesus, who has found him as Savior and is working him out in your life as Lord, Jesus is in your boat 24-7. He says he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. If you find yourself in one of these storms, and as I said, there were many folk, a few folk, but many had the same story. I'm in a storm. We need to be reminded, friends, Jesus is in the boat with you. He is in the boat with us. He did not ask his disciples to get into the boat and then send them on. He got in the boat with them, friends. He said he would never leave us. He said he would never forsake us. Idea number two or revelation number two that I would love for us to catch this morning, friends, is that belief and activated faith, faith in action, leads to lordship. Belief, but not just belief alone. Belief and faith in action, activated faith, friends, leads to, to lordship. Why do I say that? Well, let's have a look at verse 25. There were many questions that I believe Jesus could have asked them. Because amongst those disciples, we know that there were fishermen. 
we know that there were experienced men who had spent many hours on the sea. There were men there that knew what to do. There were men that knew how, to, knew, knew how to respond in a storm. They had probably been in a storm many times before. Jesus could have asked him the question, well, why don't you do what you've always done? Why aren't you remembering what happened last week, last month, last year, whatever the case is? But what is the question that Jesus asks them? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? As I was contemplating that this week, I asked the Lord, I said, well, what actually are you asking here? Because we know that Jesus was not really random. He was not really, he didn't work through nuance. It wasn't by chance. Jesus was very intentional. And I felt God take us back, or take me back, to what he had said before. So let's go back to Luke 8, 22. Because Jesus asked the question, where is your faith? The story starts off, it says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Let's cross to the other side of the lake. In other words, Jesus was not talking just about the journey, but he was talking about the destination as well. And he was saying that I'm with you from the beginning and I'm going to be with you right up until the end of the journey. When we get to the destination, we leave the shore and we arrive at the shore. I am with you from there and I, and I will be with you when we arrive. And then in between, stuff happens. And the disciples start doubting and they start questioning and they start panicking and they start forgetting. Jesus said, we're going to get to the other side of the lake. Let's cross over. When they, when, they, when they wake Jesus up, the question he asks is, where is your faith? Where is your faith? What I believe, friends, is that Jesus wasn't just asking a random question. Jesus was asking what you would have heard us speak about before. I believe Jesus was asking the Lordship question. The Lordship question. You see, I can, I can stand up here and from this pulpit, because I've got the mic, I can tell you anything I like. I can tell you anything I like because I've got the mic. You don't have the mic. But if I don't back up, friends, as a Christian, what I say with what I do, I'm false. I'm false. Jesus said, you will know the tree by its, help me, fruit. You will know the tree by its fruit. I can tell you, 
You see this tree here? It's an apple tree. As it grows, it's still an apple tree. But as it grows, if it's fulfilling, it's God-ordained mission, it eventually starts producing apples, right? It's not producing pears. It's not producing peaches. It's producing apples. It's the same with you and our friends. God has written into our, what I called, ordained will. His ordained will for our lives. Not just the outcome. He has written into it that you will leave the shore and you will arrive at the shore. There is not just the destination, but there is the journey. And the way we journey, friends, the way we journey shows whether we are producing apples or whether we are producing pears. I want to encourage you this morning. As you journey... Make sure, friends, that we align both what we believe with how we live out our belief. Can I encourage us this morning, friends? F belief and activated faith leads to lordship. Can we take our Christianity out of the Sunday box? Out of the Sunday day? And can we take it, friends, into every single day of the week that we are called to live? A tree is known by its fruit, friends. A disciple, a disciple is known by their love and by their obedience to Jesus. We need to find Jesus not just as Savior, but we need to find him continually as Lord of our lives. And it's that second part, if I can be vulnerable with you, that is something that we work out every single day of our lives. Not earning our salvation, but working out the Lordship question in our lives. Point number three. Lordship leads to revelation. We see the disciples come to the point and they say, who is this man? After they have calmed the storm, after Jesus has calmed the storm, calmed the waves, calmed the wind, they come to a revelation, friends. Who is this man? Can I say, when we truly surrender, we will truly know. Lordship leads to revelation, friends. So why is this important? Well, friends, as I said, we need to hear his voice above the wave. 
John 10, verses 2 to 5, it speaks about the good shepherd. And it tells us that we have the ability to hear the shepherd's voice. But the, the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he, after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Above the wave, friends, learn above the noise of the waves, learn to hear the voice of the Father. Storms in life bring noise, a lot of noise. Fear, doubt, anxiety, confusion, peer pressure, and so much more. But above that, friends, we need to know that we can hear his voice, listen to his voice, and follow his voice. Chris, could you come up, please? So how do we make this practical, friends? Well, two things that I'd love to give to you, and then I want to read one psalm with you, Psalm 27. 1 Timothy 6, verse 12, tells us, Paul writes to Timothy. He tells him, fight the good fight of the faith. Fight the good fight of the faith. Friends, when we're in the storm, we need to recognize the fight that we need to fight. As Christians, we don't fight the wind. As Christians, we don't fight the waves. As Christians, friends, we fight the fight of the faith. And that fight is to know that God is still with you. That God still loves you. That he has not got out of your boat. That he has told you that we will leave the shore and we will arrive at that shore. And in between, even though you are wrestling with certain things and you are asking God, where are you? And you are seeing the wind and you are seeing the waves. God has not left your boat, friends. Let's fight the right fight. The temptation will be to want to fight the wind and want to fight the waves. I encourage you, fight the fight of faith, which is the one that requires you to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. The one who will never leave you, will never forsake you. We're going to read a psalm now. He says, He will give you your heart's desires. Just fight the right fight. And point number two in terms of how we make this practical is we need to make the right choice of who we follow, friends. You see, we either get to hear and follow the voice of the Good Shepherd or, friends, through confession, we get driven by the, by the noise of the world. It's very two very different things. We either get to choose to hear the voice that John 10 tells us about, 
and follow the voice of the shepherd or we get driven ahead of the noise of the world anxiety fear pressure my own wisdom what other people are telling me takes preference and precedence over what the shepherd is telling me choose Joshua told us choose who you will follow bless you but to echo his great words as for me and my house we will choose the Lord so won't you stand please As I said, friends, I believe this is a very different preach. Much of it is nothing new, I believe. But you know, what I've got to learn in my walk with the journey with God so far, in my walk with Jesus so far, is that it's great to learn new things all the time. And Jesus said, you will, you will find me when you, when you seek me with all your heart. But so much of my journey is being reminded of what he's already told me. And so I would like to read Psalm 27 in closing over you. And my prayer this morning, even as I was praying this week, praying yesterday, praying this morning, is that this psalm would speak into your context and your situation. And that you would hear the voice above the noise of the wave this morning the Lord is my light and my salvation so why should I be afraid the Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger so why should I tremble when evil people come to devour me when my enemies and my foes attack me they will stumble and fall Though a mighty, war, mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in His temple. For He will conceal me there when trouble comes. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach and down on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy and singing, praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds saying, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me. O God of my salvation, even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O Lord. 
Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath they threaten me with violence, yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Do you close your eyes? Father, this morning we stand here acknowledging that Jesus, you are the good shepherd. Thank you that you are the good shepherd. Thank you that you are the good shepherd. That you lead us through your voice. You enable us to hear your voice. I pray for my friends. I pray for myself. I pray for all of us. That Father, that we would recognize the fight that we were in. That we would fight the right fight. The fight of faith. And that Father, we would choose to follow choose to follow and I thank you that as we do that Father as we keep it simple that first song that we sang it says you fight our battles on our behalf help us to do our part this morning as you to, as you continue to do yours Lord Friends, would you just take 10 seconds, then we're going to land this. If God is speaking to you this morning, you know, Mary's incredible response that I believe set us all up for victory. Her response was, let it be done to me according to your word, Lord. And I'm asking you not to hear me, I'm asking you to hear the shepherd this morning. Father, we ask as we always do every week. Father, may you continue to work in our lives as we surrender to you. And Father, may you continue to work through our lives as we are obedient to you, Lord. That is our call. That is our call. And that's what we give ourselves to. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Friends, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your participation. Thank you for listening this morning. I pray that you have a great day, a great week ahead. God bless and be safe. Thank you.